Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So we get in the Word of God and allow it to transform our lives. That's why God gave it to us. He wants us to know Him, to love Him, and we show our love for Him as we obey His Word. And so at our Daily Word and Prayer, just so you know, we're always action-oriented. We don't want to just understand things. We want to let it affect the way we live. And so today we've been talking, this or this week we've been talking about this area of giving strategically. And, you know, uh, most of us who come on here are from America. There are some who come from other countries. And we're a wealthy nation, and we have a lot that we give. We're a generous people. We are a generous people, and, and I want to encourage our generosity to be used well. There's a whole industry now about how to get our money from us through our charitable giving. And some are really, really good at at uh, presenting their case, and um, that's what we're talking here about. How do we give strategically and not just emotionally, but strategically? This morning, I want to talk about giving to ministries that focus on the youth. Why is that? Why is that? Well, let's face it. The youth are the future of the church. Look around your church. How many young people are there? I'm not talking about babies or, or elementary school age children because those come to church because their parents bring them. But I'm talking about that high school age, that college age, the young singles, that uh, the 20-somethings. How many of them are there in your church? With most churches, it's a group that's sorely lacking, and so many of them have walked away from the faith. There's a number of reasons why. We've talked about some of those in the past, but Listen, we have got to focus on this. We've got to be reaching the youth because they are the future. Now, lots of times churches go through these battles, don't they? It's often based on the music and so forth. You know, the older people like a certain type of music. I'm in that category. Younger people like a different type of music. And, um, you know, there can be, you know, the, the often the youth leader, shall we say, is the low man on the totem pole. He gets paid the least. He gets the worst jobs. He's he's kind of, that's an introductory work. And if he is faithful there, he might work up to an assistant pastor or a lead pastor in, in many churches. But it's kind of like youth work. That's the tough stuff. But that, my friends, we've got to have a focus there on reaching the youth. And because a lot of churches place their focus more on uh, caring for the people that are provide, that, that they already have in their flock— because of that, we want to be supporting the ministries that focus on outreach and evangelism to the youth. That's what I believe. Let me show you some scriptures about young people in scripture. You know, there are a lot of young people in the Bible that the Bible stresses were young people. David was probably just a teenager when he slayed Goliath. Can you imagine that? Just a teenager. And part of what's interesting about this is that that David, when when they were looking for a king— his dad didn't even think of, of uh, including him in the search because, I don't know, maybe it was because he's too young. He was the youngest of all the brothers, and he wasn't even, his dad wasn't even interested in having him. How about Joshua? It just points out that Joshua served as the assistant of Moses, and it says in Joshua, he was a young man. And ultimately, he was the one who led the children of Israel into the promised land. How about Gideon? He argued, Lord, I'm just a youth. You want to use me to against the Gideonites? Or, or, excuse me, I forget which ones were. Excuse me. Gideon, he said, do you want to use me against them, whoever it was? 
He said, I'm just a young man. I can't do that. Mary, probably just a teenager when she uh, when, when she was chosen by the Lord, by God, to be the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was probably in his 20s when he was calling all Israel to repent and believe the gospel for the kingdom of God was at hand. Jesus, of course, was 30 when he began his ministry, but he was 12 when he was confounding the the rabbis and the teachers and the scribes in the in the uh, in the temple and asking them questions there in Jerusalem and of course his disciples probably we're not sure but probably would have been younger than Jesus if he began his ministry around age thirty very likely they would have been in their twenties maybe even younger if John wrote the gospel in ninety A D if he wrote his gospel in ninety A D as many believe or Revelation in ninety A D then uh, he very likely was just a teenager when Jesus chose him and as one of his followers. But I particularly want to draw our attention today to one called Daniel. Listen to what it says of Daniel. I've, I've got, if I can just read you from Daniel chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. After Jerusalem had been uh, conquered by the Babylonians, he writes that, uh, Daniel in the book of Daniel that says this, then the king ordered Asphanes, the chief of officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and the nobles, youths in whom was no defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had ability for serving in the king's court, and he ordered him to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. How interesting that when Babylon conquered people, they realized the importance of finding young men who they could indoctrinate, who they could teach, who they could train in the ways of their religion. They could train in to be uh, those who would promote the way of the Chaldeans and Babylonians. My friends, this is something that we ought to realize is happening in our colleges. We, are, we really are involved in a battle of ideas, a cultural battle of right and wrong, of what is right, what is true. We've talked about this in other videos, the, the worldview of a Christian worldview versus a, a secular worldview. And those who have a vision of our nation being secular and godless, not freedom of religion, but a godless nation, have concentrated their efforts on the next generation. They've been doing this for quite some time. They've been teaching that, you know, think for yourself. Don't believe what your parents tell you. Uh, make up your own mind. Decide what you believe yourself and things of this nature. And our colleges, now we're into about the third generation of this, and our schools and our colleges have become increasingly hostile to the Christian faith. I want to tell you, campus ministry is a lot harder now than it was 40 years ago because the students are more apathetic. And it's not just apath- it's not just an apathetic towards spiritual matters, but apathy towards Christianity in particular, believing that we have had our chance and we're wrong, and they don't want anything to do with it. A growing, a large number just don't want anything to do with it. This is a battlefield, and it's an important battlefield. It's an important battlefield that we must fight and we must win. Why? Again, I'm going to say, look around your churches, and if your churches are filled with people 50 and older, 60 and older, and you're not you don't have a significant demographic of people in the, say, 17 to 25 age group 
That does not bode well for your future, the future of your church. Our church, our church leaders will come from these younger groups. Indeed, Paul, when he chose someone to replace him, he chose Timothy. Timothy was a young man. How do we know this? Look at some of the scriptures it says of him. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, Paul told Timothy. He must have been a young man. Let no one look down on your youthfulness. But rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. In 2 Timothy, as he was preparing him again for to take the lead after Paul's course was going to be finished, he says this, now flee youthful lust. Again, he must have been a youthful man. Flee youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Let's face it, folks. Most of our full-time Christian workers are going to make that decision to be that in their youth about their college ages, when people are making career choices and they're sensing, what's God calling me to do? God may call people to be in the business world. God may call people to be in the marketplace, in the field of education, maybe calls you to be a mother, a stay-at-home mom, all kinds of things that you can, that God may call you. But if, if it's going to be full-time ministry, it's likely either to happen one of two stages, either while you're college age or when you retire. And so if we want to be seeing a future for the church, we've got to be reaching our young people, and we're doing a pretty dismal job of it. And so, again, I'm saying here, I'm speaking about some of my values at Tom Shore Campus Ministries. I'm 66 years old now, but I've still kept a focus on reaching young people. Are they sometimes hard? Do they try your patience? Do they, are, do they act immaturely at times? Yes, yes, and yes. Everybody in every demographic has its problems. Every demographic has its, its, uh, its, its weaknesses. But let me tell you, there's tremendous potential in our youth, and let's make sure we're reaching them, okay? Let's pray for them, if we could. Father in heaven, we pray today for the youth of America to be—we pray for a revival here, Lord. We pray for a revival on our campuses, Lord, I grieve at, at campus after campus where I used to see Christian groups that were in the hundreds of people, and now they're in their 20s and 30s or 40s. And we pray, Father, that you would once again raise up multitudes of people from these campuses, raise up mighty men and women, raise up Davids and Gideons and and Pauls and Timothys and Daniels and, and Deborahs, and raise up powerful men and women of God, we pray. Father, we want to pray for the, those who are giving their lives and have answered the call to reach young people in America. I think, Lord, our youth groups, I pray they'd be more than just fun and video games and pizza. I pray they'd be raising up champions for you. Lord, our youth leaders would have great vision for, for the youth, and they would uh, call them to do great things for you. I pray, Lord, for those in campus ministry, that you would help them, Lord, as they're reaching out to college students to be courageous, to be bold, to be faithful, and to be fruitful for you, Lord. Use them to multiply disciples for the kingdom of God, we ask. And Lord, in this week, as we're talking about financing, I do pray for those in these ministries to be fully funded. I know often, Lord, these are entry-level positions in in, uh, Christian career ministry. I pray, Lord, they'd be funded and they'd be able to do their ministries excellently, not always having to scrunch their pennies, but being able to do it with excellence, and you provide the finances for that, we pray. We ask all this, and we pray it in Jesus' holy name.
Amen, amen, and amen. I mentioned here, you know, with our ministry, if you are interested in supporting our work here, our ad, our website, TomThePreacher.com, or you just send to Tom Shore Camps Ministries, P.O. Box 224, Worthington, Ohio, 43085. Hey, thanks for being with me today. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you will join us regularly. We come here and get in the Word of God. We want to make it practical, but we come here every single day. You can find over a thousand videos up over the last three years or so dealing with almost any topic. And so I hope you check out our website, come to our page, subscribe, tell your friends, like the videos, and check out some of the topics. There's a whole lot of topics we've talked about on here. And you who are here regularly, I'm so glad you are here. God bless you. I love you. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until then, you have a blessed day. Bye-bye.